about the impact of the data protection act on ott platforms then this podcast is for you hi i'm pallavi your host and welcome to our final episode of gateway to data protection and privacy special series by eva india insights podcast we are joined by mini gupta our cybersecurity consulting partner at eva india who's currently part of the core team and is actively managing the agenda of dpdp act for eva india over the last 10 years she's also been closely working on the agenda of data privacy in india and globally today we will be discussing the ott platforms data protection challenges consent management international data transfer and the role of data fiduciaries and much more mini thank you for joining us for this episode thanks for the pleasure to be here jump right in uh, mini we would like to know as you know that there are increasing number of ott platforms these days particularly the smaller ones that are run by the entrepreneurs who are aggregating the content will they have the ability to have a proper data protection officer content aggregation service providers uh, may not really deal with personal data uh, their primary work is to curate and produce content and then share the same with ott providers uh, to show the content on their platform so if there is no involvement of personal data then there may not be a need for having a data protection officer at all uh, in fact the act clearly says that it is in the case of significant data fiduciaries that one will need to appoint a data protection officer now a significant data fiduciary again uh, would be notified based on certain criteria such as volume sensitivity of the personal data involved uh, the risk associated with the processing of personal data and several other conditions uh, now in this case if you look at it from a content aggregation point of view it's unlikely that they would fall in the category of significant data fiduciary even if there is some limited personal data that they may interact with uh, and hence uh, you know uh, they may not really need to officially appoint a data protection officer who is based in india adding to the previous question how does the concept of the data processor work with ott and what would be the obligations of the data processor So in the case of uh, OTT companies uh, data processors would be the service providers who are processing personal data on behalf of the OTT service provider so for example if an OTT uh, service provider relies heavily uh, for personalizations recommendations advertisements on other service providers or other uh, entities who provide such services then in such cases those uh, service providers who provide these services would become the data processors or for example to perform any data analytics uh, if an ott uh, service provider engages with another party uh, then that analytics services company becomes the data processor uh so if you look at the act all the obligations under the act are really on the data fiduciary so in this case the obligations are on the ott companies and not really on the data processors hence the data processors will purely be governed by the contractual clauses 
that they sign with the OTT companies uh, and it is in the interest of OTT companies because you know they would be liable for all the penalties in case of any non-compliance. Hence, it is in their interest to ensure that uh, the clauses with the data processors also cover similar obligations uh, such that the data processor deals with the personal data uh, in as much seriousness and with as much diligence as a typical OTT company would have done. So no direct obligations under the Act, but will be governed by contractual clauses, which the OTT companies will have to ensure uh, are watertight. Thank you for those insights, Mimi. Uh, now, many OTTs operate globally and they utilize the data to personalize their offerings to their customers, both domestic and abroad. How will they deal with the clause prohibiting personal data from being transferred abroad, given that their analytical engines may well need the data to come up with the correct matches? Many service providers who provide personalization services, etc., uh, in fact, are setting up their services in local regions due to data protection regulations. Uh, now, while the service provider may be someone from the EU or US, their services may be set up in India where personal data is being processed for providing personalized recommendations, and hence there is no personal data transfer. Uh, even in cases where there is personal data transfer, the Act allows for transfer of personal data outside the territory of India, provided that country is not in the notified list of the central government where such transfers are prohibited. So in case of international uh, service providers where processing is taking place outside India, as long as it's not lying or not situated in any country which is a part of our negative list, uh, you know, transfer of data is not an issue. Thank you, Mini. Now, uh, emphasizing on the data fiduciary concept, we notice that a lot of OTT, uh, you know, predominantly relies on telcos. Who is the data fiduciary in this case, and what are the relative responsibilities of each? In this particular scenario, uh, both operate as individual data fiduciaries. Uh, because if you look at it, both process the personal data for their own purposes and both in some cases would be taking certain data elements or personal data elements uh, that they would need uh, for their services. So in a way, they are the one who are collecting data as well as defining, uh, deciding the means and purpose of the personal data that they are collecting or in some cases they may be receiving from the other party. Now, there may be some personal data like mobile number or email address, which is commonly used by both OTT and telcos. In that case, they can be uh, both data fiduciaries. Uh, typically in, in regulations such as GDPR, it's referred to as joint data fiduciary. Uh, under Indian DPDPA, they would just both be termed as data fiduciaries where common personal data is being processed by both the parties. However, both are identifying the means and purpose for their own respective uses. And hence, uh, obligations of data fiduciary will be applicable to both of them. Uh, for any personal data that is processed for their own means and purpose, uh, 
in, in addition, so it, it may not just be with the telco, but for an OTT provider, even if they have associations with any other parties, but as long as they're defining the means and purpose of the personal data that they're processing, uh, such entities will act as data fiduciaries. And the relative uh, obligations of data fiduciary in terms of protecting the data that they're collecting, in terms of ensuring that the right notice is provided and consent is taken, uh, in terms of ensuring that in case of any data breaches, the notifications are provided to the data protection board as well as the individual, etc. So all the data fiduciary uh, obligations would be applicable to the OTT as well as the telecom service providers. Thank you, Mini. Uh, adding to that previous question, uh, we see that there are provision of fines uh, for a data fiduciary who fails to protect the data or misuses it. Uh, how does that help someone whose data is being misused? So while there is no uh, most explicit provision in the act that mentions uh, compensation or help uh, for someone whose data has been misused, basically a compensation for data principle is not something that's specified in the act. Uh, in fact, that's not really a practice that is followed across most global regulations as well. Uh, however, it is up to the data protection board uh, that is expected to be set up soon to decide if they would want to uh, you know, compensate the data principle in addition to the penalty that they would impose on the data fiduciary. So, so no explicit provision for compensation. However, there are uh, you know, significant fines and penalties that are uh, applicable to a data fiduciary in case of any instance of data misuse or, or any violation to the act which ideally should act as a deterrent uh, to you know, misuse the data in the first place. So no direct compensation, but still deterrents are available such that the data misuse is avoided uh, in the first case. Thank you, Mini. Uh, as we know that the law is the initial step, we would like to know what is the institutional capacity being built to ensure the law is being monitored carefully. Um, in case of a data breach that harms the data principle, will there be a separate agency to take it further or will it be going through the normal police channels? So there is a provision provided uh, wherein, you know, there are provisions around grievances. There are provisions around, of course, uh, you know, taking the matters across various escalation levels. So as a data principle or, you know, if someone comes to know of a breach or any harm that is caused to a data principle, they can first take it to the data fiduciary and uh, you know, request for clarification and more details. Uh, if they're not satisfied with what the data fiduciary is uh, responding, uh, the data principle has the provision to go to the data protection board. Uh, in fact, if the principle is not satisfied with what the data protection board is also responding, then there is a provision to go further to uh, TDSAT and a natural progression from TDSAT eventually is uh, a possibility of approaching the Honorable Supreme Court as well. So there are multiple levels of escalation that have been provided uh, that can be leveraged in case of any harm to a data principle. Further, if you look at it from a overall uh, you know, capacity of monitoring, 
the act does provide in, in the cases of significant data fiduciary, uh, wherein the data fiduciary may be dealing with uh, a large volume of personal data, sensitive personal data, or you know the risks associated with the processing would be high and some other factors. Uh, so if the, if the data fiduciary is classified as a significant data fiduciary, then they will also need to undergo periodic uh, audits they will need to appoint an independent data auditor. Uh, and all of this, in fact, is a way of ensuring that there is some monitoring capability and capacity built on top of what a data fiduciary is doing. Uh, so all of this put together does act as means and provisions to help in case of any harm or a potential harm that could be caused uh, to a data consumer. Thank you, Vinny. And lastly, uh, journalists in media houses deal with a lot of personal data of various data principles. Uh, example from news consumption, interviews, article publishing, uh, movie reviews. Would media houses and journalists need to obtain consent prior processing their personal data? Unlike GDPR and most global data protection regulations where journalistic purposes and public interests are exempted from the Data Protection Act. In the Indian DPDPA, there is no exemption provided for journalistic purposes and public interests. Uh, and hence, we will have to wait for the rules to see if there would be any exemptions that would be coming up. Uh, in fact, the ministry is seeking consultations on the subject of any exemptions and the justifications for the same. Uh, so, you know, we may look, we may be looking forward to some exemptions for journalistic purpose. Uh, else, of course, under what we see as per the current version of the Act, uh, we will have to rely on consent, uh, which may practically be difficult and extremely onerous as well. Uh, additionally, the Press Act of India may also come into light where it allows processing of data for journalistic purpose. So while there is no provision from a DPDPA perspective. Uh, we would need to look at the Press Act of India and see if the same can be done. Thank you, Mini. Uh, thank you for joining us and sharing all those valuable inputs on how DPDP Act has impacted the OTD sector. Thank you, Pallavi. On that note, we come to end of this episode. Make sure to hit subscribe on the preferred platform if you haven't already, so you can get notified about our next series of podcast. Thanks for listening in. Until next time, this is Pallavi signing off. Mm -hmm.